Hey guys, happy Sunday. Hope you're all staying safe and keeping well during this quarantine. I'm lucky enough to get to bring you today's word from the comfort of my own home in sunny Enfield, County Mead. Um, so this is my first time video preaching. Uh, preaching this way is a little weird for me because I'm just getting used to having all of your beautiful faces to look out at. And what it's done is while I've been prepping for this and, and trying to get this video nailed down is it's really reminded me of how much I love and miss all of you guys and I really can't wait till we get to see each other again. But whether it's face-to-face -face or on video, I'm more than honoured to get to share the word with you guys. And I will be delighted to do that over video as many times as I'm allowed. But hopefully we'll be back together soon enough. So before we start, I'm just going to have a quick pray. and you Feel free to close your eyes, bow your heads and pray along with me. I'm already done this prayer by the time you've seen this video, so it's okay. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. So Father God, I just pray that that this word will, will touch the hearts of whoever listens to it. I just pray that it can bring comfort or encouragement or peace or whatever it's needed, Lord. I pray that as these words leave my mouth, that they will become your words and that they will be words that your people need to hear, Jesus. I pray for my hopes and their family. I pray that everyone is staying safe and I pray that we can all get together again soon and have a massive party just to celebrate your goodness, Father. I thank you that through this all, you are still good. In Jesus' name, amen. So, today, I am going to be talking about Joseph. Not Joseph Jesus, or not the Joseph from Jesus' time, not Mary's Joseph. This is Joseph from the Old Testament. He was about 1,500 years before Jesus, so a little bit of a gap there. Joseph um, is in Genesis. He is the son of Jacob, or Israel. They're the same person, different names. You can read about that in Genesis too. But for simplicity's sake, I'm going to just say Jacob. And if you're reading along in Genesis and see Israel, just know that it's the same person, okay? <sighs> so, I am starting in Genesis 37 today. So this is where Joseph's story really starts to kick off. And it even says that this is the account of Joseph. And I'm going to go through bits of it that, Happened mostly at the start, but if you want to read the full story of Joseph, it goes from Genesis 37 to 50, okay? So, Joseph is the son of Jacob. He is the second old, second youngest of 12 brothers, um, from a couple of Jacob's different wives. And so, some of them are half brothers, some of them are full brothers, but they are the 12 sons of Joseph, or of Jacob, sorry. And that's a big plot point for jo Joseph's life because he doesn't always have the best relationship with his brothers. But what he does have is probably the fact that he's the Bible's first example of what I want to talk to you guys about. And the topic of my sermon and probably title, if I was to give it a title, would be Unrelenting Potential. Unrelenting purpose, sorry. And I really just wanted to 
to share this with you guys because uh, it's something that's been speaking to me lately and it's hopefully going to encourage you guys um, no matter where you're at right now. So, Genesis 37 verse 3. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. So this is Joseph's um, dream coat, his technicolor dream coat, in case you've probably heard of it at some point or another. Um, this is this big, massive, fancy robe that he gave him. And this robe signaled him out as Joseph, as Jacob's favourite. And obviously, as most kids would, they, they, his brothers didn't take too kindly to the fact that Joseph was the favourite. No one likes to not be the favourite. So it's hard to stomach when you're your parents are picking who they love more. Um, this didn't go down too well with his brothers and they hated Joseph for it. Um, but they never had an issue with Jacob, which I always thought was really weird. Um, the, 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 the issue was never with the father playing favourites, but with the son for being the favourite. It just always seems a little bit unfair to me. But that's kind of just my first launching off point that I wanted to hit you guys with was that they never took issue with Jacob. Their issue should have been with Jacob, but instead it was with Joseph. And sometimes people are going to take issue with you and what you're doing. And it might feel like a you thing, but it's not a you thing and it's not about you. Sometimes Anger lands on you and it's not meant for you. Purpose scares people, especially when it's a God-given purpose. And when you're the tangible thing that people can direct that fear at, that's, that's kind of where Joseph was at, I think. So, his brothers saw the gift that he had and they were jealous. Joseph was both physically and spiritually anointed. God had favour on Joseph and Jacob, their father, had favour on Joseph. And Jacob showed this favour through this physical gift of a coat and he showed him this by pouring out his wealth onto him. And they, but then God showed this by giving Joseph his favour and granting him visions and speaking to Joseph. So one day Joseph and his brothers were walking in the fields and he told them of a dream that God gave him. And in the dream they were all binding up sheaves of wheat and then Joseph he decided that or he told them that his sheaf of wheat stood upright and all of their sheaves of wheat bowed down to him. Bowed, bowed down to his sheaf of wheat meaning that he was going to lead them which when you have ten older brothers, doesn't go down too well, I'd imagine. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. People don't want to always hear about what you're doing. Sometimes when people see that you are living out your purpose, it hurts them because they're not. Again, don't take this too personally. But I just want to start this message off with a strong premise that 
sometimes when you're living out your God-given purpose, people aren't going to be happy about it. And that's okay. And it's not a you thing and you're not doing anything wrong. So, uh, later on in the chapter, Joseph is being sent out to meet his brothers in the fields by his father. And so Joseph is going to meet his brothers who are already out near Dohan, uh, which is a, where they were fed. They were grazing their, their livestock there. And his brothers hated him at this point. There was no, no love there. They, they really did not like him. Um, so they plot to kill him. They, they took it to the very, very extreme. And in chapter 18, or in chapter 37, verse 18, it says, So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Doha. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him, and throw him into one of these cisterns, and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into this cistern here in the desert, but do not lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him. So thankfully, one of Joseph's brothers was, was pretty kind. Um, and he, he talked them into not killing him and instead they decided to throw him into this pit in the desert. And so that's what they did. Um, they decided that they they would they would pick him up and strip him off of of, of his fancy coat and and all of the stuff that he had with him, and and they threw him into this cistern, this empty water tank, this this pit. Um, in verse twenty three. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the richly ornamented robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. And so this is this is kind of the first of a couple low points for Joseph. Or well, what should be low points for Joseph. But um, Joseph is a little bit of a perseverer, which is good because he becomes a very important person in Egypt and in, in the whole biblical narrative. As someone who, who prevails through his faith in God. And so this is, this is kind of the key point here. Stripped of everything he had, robbed of the very thing that marked him out as special. Joseph was literally and, and spiritually in the pits. Yet at that point, that should have been the end, it was only the start of Joseph's story. Joseph was in the pit, but as you'll, as we're gonna find out as we continue into the next couple of chapters, he didn't stay in the pit. And there will be a pit in your life. There will be pitfalls as you run this race that God has set out for you. There will be pitfalls when you try and live out your godly purpose. And I just want to really encourage you with this, that it doesn't matter that you are in the pit. What matters is whether you choose the coffin or the ladder. The pit is not the final destination for you. And I know that that's hard to hear. And when you are in the pits, when you are 
struggling for money or when you're sick or when you're just not feeling it or when you've taught you've gone too far I just want to encourage you that there is always a ladder there is always a ladder so the story continues on and on and on and it's a bit of a roller coaster really so things get good and he gets sold into slavery with the Egyptians um, which you wouldn't think was good but he ends up uh, working in the house of a general named Potiphar and Potiphar was loaded so Joseph lived with him and took care of his house and it was pretty nice like you know he was he was he was all taken care of and he, everything was working out for him and it's really important because it says that wherever Joseph was he thrived because God was with him the Bible says numerous times throughout the next couple of chapters, the Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered. Um, and then the roller coaster, obviously roller coasters have ups and downs, so this is an up. And then Potiphar's wife wants to sleep with Joseph. And Joseph is a good godly man and he says that his his master, who is Potiphar, has entrusted him with, with everything in his house except for the wife because she is his. So why should he disobey? And Joseph has been a good, godly man and the wife doesn't take kindly to this and she has him thrown into prison. So that's a low point. But even in prison it says, the Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered. And then uh, Joseph is in prison and he's prospering because God is still with him in the dirt. God is still with him. And wherever Joseph was, he thrived because God was with him. So the eventually Joseph gets out of prison and becomes the right hand of the Pharaoh. And you already know what I'm going to say here. The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered. I'm repeating myself now because I really want to hammer home the fact that you are not limited by where you are, but only by who is with you. Joseph was put into a bad situation by his brothers, by the people around him, dumping on him and not wanting him to achieve what God wanted him to achieve. But God was with Joseph always, and so he prospered. So whether there are people around you that are trying to stop you from living out what you're meant to be doing, or from reaching your full height, God is with you and you will prosper. Through the highs and the lows, he is faithful and he is with you and you will prosper. I ask the question now, are you with the ones who will throw you to the pits or the one who will go with you wherever you go? The one who allows you to prosper. It would have been really easy for Joseph to feel like he had fallen outside of where God could use him. A couple times, really. Um, but he never did. And I love Joseph for that. He, he, he constantly just knows that as long as he keeps going, the next step will be God's step. And I just want Joseph's story to be such an encouragement to you guys right now that whether you've known God all your life and feel like lately you've been going in the wrong direction of where God wants you to go or whether you've never known God and 
you're thinking that you're too far gone to come and be used by him now. I want to really just remind you and tell you right now that you're never too far gone. You're never out of reach of God's purpose or God's plan for your life. In Philippians 1 verse 6, it says that I am confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And God's promises are promises that you can build your house on. They're promises that stand in the middle of all of this, in the middle of all the uncertainty, all the carnage and drama that surrounds us right now. All of the worry and the opportunities to stray further from what you're meant to be doing. God is with you and you will prosper. And I just want to really encourage you guys with that. I want to encourage you to read um, read that chapter, read about Joseph because his life is amazing. And he goes on to, to save Egypt and save his family and, and he shows forgiveness and love and compassion and great leadership. And he, he grows into this amazing leader and amazing man of God because he's just willing to be used by him. And the Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered. And he's with you too. So I just want to pray to close up that you guys will, will just have Jesus at your right hand wherever you go. I pray that he goes into every room you ever step into before you. And I pray that he's the last thing to leave a room when you go out. I pray that wherever you are, whether you're in the pits or the palace, that you will be reminded that Jesus is with you. I pray that even on the days where you feel that you've been stripped of your of your coat and the things that make you special and the things that marked you out for a purpose, I pray that you will be reminded that even when you're in the pit, God is there. Even in the valley, he is faithful. I just pray protection over all of you. I pray that you stay safe and healthy over the next couple of weeks. I pray that you stay sane over the next couple of weeks. And I just pray hope into your lives, guys. I really just want to pray just that peace and hope into all of your lives and into all your homes. And I want to pray for the purpose that I know God has set out for all of you. Whether you're 10 or 80 or anywhere in between. Whether you think you're too far gone or not. I promise you, you're never further away than where God can reach you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I really just love you guys. Thanks for letting me share that with you. I look forward to, to hanging out and getting to chat with you guys and just, just being together. These are awesome.